Hello and welcome to Your Best Self Podcast. My name is Heather. I am a mum, I am a shift worker, I am also an online coach. And this podcast is here to help you navigate the craziness of life without forgetting about you. I want to show you how you fit in and how you can feel your best at work and at home, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. So if you resonate with any of this, then this podcast is for you. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and advice that you can action today for results. If you enjoy this, please like, subscribe, rate and send it on to a friend or even better into a WhatsApp group chat. This is going to help me help as many women as possible feel their absolute best selves. So I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Your Best Self Podcast. How are we all? Oh my god, it's so cold this week. It's so cold. I mean, I'm post-night shift so maybe that's why I'm actually like super, super cold as well because I'm tired. But oh my god, I'm actually sitting here chattering thinking I've got the heat on, I've got two pairs of dresses on. Like, can I put my dressing gown on at one o'clock in the afternoon? Like, can I do that? Yeah. Okay, so today's today's episode is all about what I would do if I was starting a diet today. Um, what I would do, what what are the things I would focus on that I know would get me results. Now, the reason I want to speak about this is well, one, I have um a project your best self. The next group is starting next week. Um, so as a little bit of a introduction to that and like all the benefits that that joining a group program and having a coach are going to have on your fat loss journey but two like this weekend is known as like quote-unquote quitters weekend so it's like everybody who started a diet and like their new year's new year's resolution like new year new me first of january like i'm going to start this this diet this is going to be me this is the weekend that people quit or are like the like, average people quit or they're more likely to quit. And I think like the two week itch with a diet is, is a thing. Like I hear it quite a lot. I think it's for a few reasons. Like one, I think people have, women in particular, have quite a, quite a lot of unrealistic expectations. I don't think this is anybody's fault. I think this is a product of like diet culture messaging, like marketing messaging by groups like Slim World and Weight Watchers that make you believe that you will consistently drop a pound of week a pound of weight a week when in reality the scales are not like that so you might be dropping a pound of body fat a week if you're creating a consistent calorie deficit from whatever approach you're doing you might consistently be dropping a pound of um, fat a week but you're just never going to see that pound consistently drop on the scales so what you might find is that you might have a big drop in week one you might be like oh woohoo that's brilliant I've lost like three kilos woo go me like and I'm like, this is not me disheartening, like the fact that you've dropped that amount of weight, but it's not body fat. It would be water retention just because you are making more healthful choices. Um, you'll be losing a little bit of like the, the blow, etc. Like, so that big jump, yes, it's very motivating, but we cannot expect that to happen every single week. And then that's sometimes in week two, um, there's no drop in the scales and you're like, oh, oh, well, why not? And then it's that unrealistic, unrealistic expectation you've got that the scales are going to drop every single week and they're not 
Um, the second reason is um, that the diet that you've picked is is unrealistic, unenjoyable, and therefore unsustainable. So if you've started like the new year being like, I am going to cut out all the things I love, you've put all your Christmas chocolates in the bin, you're like, not not doing this as a fresh start, you're cut out alcohol, you're at the gym every single day, um, no chocolate, no wine, no crisps. No wonder you want to quit after two weeks, because that's that's not a nice that's not a nice way to live. We need these little indulgences in our life. Like yes, we do have to be more mindful with them. Yes, we do have to make more compromises if we do have a fat loss goal. Like you cannot have everything all the time and expect to see results. We do have to compromise. But it is a lot about it's 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 about compromising, not sacrificing. If you're giving up everything that you enjoy, are you really going to live your full life or the rest of your life with no chocolate, no wine, no crisps? Of course you're not, because that's that's not that's miserable. We have to think about the approach that we're taking um, is more of a lifestyle change, more of like changing habits, changing behaviours, um, and that's going to take a little bit longer. And I guess that's yeah down to unrealistic expectations, but also we live in a world where we can basically get anything we want, at a click, like a click of our fingers. Within an hour, we could have our shopping delivered we could have a just eat delivery like Amazon Prime you can get things the following day we're getting worse and worse at um waiting for things patience is not there and when it take when it comes to like making lifelong changes with your health like, like sustainable changes with your um like with your body shape building muscle toning up creating that shape and tone that you want losing body fat it's going to take time and a lot of people want that quick fix and I get that and then you have on top of that like a lot of bullshit diet culture messaging a lot of um misleading information a lot of people trying to sell you products based on like your blood sugar based on your fucking star sign like based on a lot of different bullshit so that they can make money um, and it's it's not serving you, but this it, the dieting space, the health and fitness space is noisy. It is noisy with a lot of crap, and it is about ciphering through that bullshit. So, I really want this podcast um, to make it easier for you to know where, where the most important things, where to focus, the most important things to focus on that are going to help you get like sustainable and lifelong results. Okay, so if I was to start a diet today. Here's what I would focus on. And as a spoiler, it would not be, I would not be so focusing on supplements. I would not be focusing on just cleanses, just detoxes. I would not be focusing on a specific perfect macro split. I wouldn't be focusing on like intermittent fasting, meal timings, etc. Um, because frankly, these things are not going to get you the most bang for your buck when it comes to fat loss. They might get you some, so like if you go on a juice cleanse, that you might see, well you probably will see a drop in the scales because you'll be fucking starving, um, but you're not going to be able to stick to that long term. So you'll get that instant dopamine hit, you'll, be like, you'll see the scales going down, you're like woohoo, this is working, but within a week or two you're going to be miserable because you're going to be hungry, you're going to be craving lots of like food, lots of delicious things and it's not going to you're not going to be able to sustain that, okay? Same with, like, supplements and stuff like that. Like, so supplements are at the top of the pyramid. So if we, we picture a pyramid, supplements are at the very top of that, all right? So 
are they going to make a difference? Like, maybe, maybe. But if you've tried everything else in the bottom of that, so if you if you are eating enough protein, if you are in that calorie deficit, if you're focusing on moving more through the day, you're focused on managing emotions, spoiler, this, this is what's coming up. But, like, supplements might make a difference, but they're not, they're not going to be... They're not going to make a huge, huge difference, okay? So people trying to sell you pills that are going to like boost your metabolism, etc., etc. These are bullshit, okay? If it sounds too good to be true, run. Turn away and run away as fast as you can, okay? Because you're just going to waste money trying these things, okay? I'm going to save you time. I'm going to save you money. I'm going to save you a lot of mental energy. If you focus on these eight things, I know that sounds quite overwhelming, but let me just please bear with me. If you focus on these eight things... I guarantee, if you do these consistently, you will get results, alright? Now that's a bold claim, but I guarantee, and the reason I can guarantee is because I have created Project Your Best Self, which encompasses these things. Um, So number one, create a calorie deficit, okay? So I know you're probably thinking like, oh, no shit Sherlock, like, can't believe I fucking tuned in, that's nine minutes of my life, I'm never going to get back. But all diets work. Every single diet out there that causes you to lose body fat works by creating a calorie or an energy deficit, okay? So they might be marketed that they are boosting your metabolism, um, that they are, it's because of the meal timings, it's because of how you're eating your meals, it's due with blood sugar spikes. They are not. They are working because they are creating an energy deficit, all right. Now I'm going to go on. I'm going to explain that energy deficit in a little bit, okay? But I want you to know that because I think this is a really empowering piece of information. All diets work because they are creating that that energy deficit. All right. Once you know this, once you know how energy balance works, okay. Once you are aware of that and you have that knowledge about that, you that that is so empowering. You can use that knowledge. And you can create an energy deficit that suits you, all right? What that means is moving forward, you will always have that knowledge and understanding about what works for you, for your body, for your lifestyle, for your goals, for your family, for your work life. And then you'll be able to tweak and manipulate that depending on what's happening in your life, depending on what phase you're going on, whether that's fat loss, maintenance, like um, muscle building, or just what's going on in your life. Maybe you've got a really hectic bit of work, a hectic part of your life. Maybe you're going on holiday. Like, you can tweak that um, how to what suits you, okay? But it's learning about that energy energy balance and like using that information moving forward that becomes you like that becomes so empowering because you're not going to get you're not going to be starting to think that it's you that you're broken that you that it's you that needs fixed all right that you then then you start to look at more fad diets more quick fixes um or you start to go back to slim and world because it worked before but if you are losing and regaining the same stone over and over again that's not working for you you need a new approach okay so that's the, the, the biggest thing, okay? So that is the bottom of the pyramid. That energy deficit, that calorie deficit is the only way that you're going to lose body fat, all right? Um, and that's how all diets work, despite how they're marketed to you. So that would be my first thing, creating a calorie deficit. Now, I know that that is broad, but how you create that calorie deficit is going to be quite individual to you, okay? It's why, these, it's why cookie cutter plans might work initially, but they do not work long term because you ha- they have to be tweaked individually to each person. Now, Project Your Best Self, yes, it's a group programme. 
so it's more accessible for for everybody but so we have like in project your best self you will have the same habits but they will they will change depending on you depending on your lifestyle your goals etc etc like depending on what you can fit in in your week and your day they will be tweaked to you all right so yes it's a group program but it's there is a personal touch to it there's an individualized touch to it because we need that individual touch. What what works for one person is not going to work for another. All right. So that would be my first um, thing that I would focus on. Number two would be increasing the amount of protein that I was having. Okay. Now this is for two reasons. One, it's going to help keep me fuller for longer. Um, so I'm going to be more satisfied between meals. Um, they're going to be less snacky, snacky, snackinson um, between meals. Um, and two... When you are creating a, that um, energy deficit, I want the energy that my body is burning to come from fat, not from muscle, okay? So keeping protein high is going to help your body hang on to lean muscle mass. Doing this alongside a little bit of strength training, a little bit of um, like resistance training is going to mean that you are going to lose body fat and... and look more toned, improve the shape, the body composition, the tone of your muscles. And for me, that's win-win. All right. So that's why I would, that would be my next big, big focus point, the amount of protein. And I know from working with clients for the past five years, they cannot believe the difference in their hunger by increasing protein. Like hunger just ramps right the way down. They don't snack as much. Um, they, it just has such a big impact. Number three is I would increase the amount of fruit and veg in my diet. I would be focusing on volume, 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 all right? So, yes, creating a calorie deficit matters. So, if you're looking at that on paper, like, as long as my the energy, the, the calories that I'm consuming is less than the calories that I'm expending, I am going to lose body fat. I am. But how you create that deficit, what you put in your mouth, in your body is going to make or break um, how easy that deficit feels, how easy that diet feels, okay? For me, I am somebody who likes to have a big plate of food, all right? And also, like, the research has shown, like, your body is going to eat the same amount of volume regardless of the calories that are, that are in it. So if you're filling your plate with, like, fruit, with veg, instead of, like... I don't know, like pasta, rice, chips, potatoes, potatoes. I'm not saying there's anything bad with these, but the calories compared to them are very different, but your body's still going to eat the same amount of volume. So <clears throat> if you are focusing on increasing the volume by having more fruit and veg, that you're going to be having that big volume meal, you're still going to be feeling very satisfied after that meal, but it's just going to be reducing the amount of calories that, that are in that. Um, and the easiest way to do that is just by adding more fruit and veg into your meals, filling half your plate with veg or salad, having an extra portion of fruit with your breakfast, having some fruit with a snack alongside a snack instead of like your usual snack. Um, these are going to help increase the amount of port- um, amount of calories on your plate. No, oh my god, what is wrong with me? These are going to help increase the amount of volume in your plate, the size of your meal, without drastically increasing calories. Plus, they are full of fiber. Um, which are going to help keep you fuller for longer, full of vitamins, minerals are going to help keep you feel, um, help keep you feeling like fueled, nourished, help feel, help you feeling amazing. Um, <clears throat> number four, 
a little bit controversial, okay, but bear with me. I would swap white carbs for brown, okay? Now, let me caveat this by saying there is absolutely nothing wrong with white carbs. Absolutely nothing, okay? Because if we look at, like, comparison to, like, the same amount of white carbs versus brown carbs, like, the calories are actually very similar, okay? But your brown or your whole wheat equivalent are higher in fibre. So they're going to help keep you fuller for longer. So you could potentially have a smaller portion of those carbs, but you're going to still feel fuller for longer. Alongside like increasing the amount of fruit and like amount of salad veg in your plate, okay? And I personally, this might just be me being a bit weird and, and stuff, but I think that the brown things, so like 50-50 bread or whole wheat bread, brown pasta, brown rice, they have a bit more flavour than white, okay? This is just a really easy, simple swap that could help um, with hunger and help manage that when you are in that deficit okay number five I would increase how much I was moving a day so not exercising I'm not hitting the gym I'm not sweating I'm not rolling about the floor I'm not doing countless amount like um, hours of cardio not exercising how much I'm moving okay so how much sitting down I was doing okay so thinking about your steps all right now steps it's just a crude way of measuring how active you are in your day all right and just being accountable to that number um I would also be thinking about how much time I was spending outside and in nature, okay? If you could indulge me just for like five minutes to get a little bit technical, because I did speak about at the start about creating that energy deficit. So how you create that energy deficit, so there's there's the in equation, so the calories that you are, or the energy that you're intaking from food and drink throughout your day. That's, that's the energy in. The energy out equation um, is made up of four things. So you have your basal metabolic rate. Now that is 70% of your um, energy expenditure calories. So your total daily energy expenditure. So you might have seen like TDEE, okay? That is how many calories you're expending in your day. All right, so your basal metabolic rate is the biggest contributor to this, 70%. Now that is down to like your... um, like your body size, how much muscle you have. So people who are in larger bodies, actually their their basal metab- metabolic rate will be higher. All right. It's why when you when you do when you go on a diet and you drop in your weight, if you drop a considerable amount of weight, why dieting gets like why it gets harder because you're in a smaller body now. You need less energy to survive. Um. So that's like seventy percent. So I like to think of these as like your couch potato calories. So if you were just to lie on the couch all day, not moving. This would be that these would be the calories your body would need to survive. Okay, so biggest part of the equation, seventy percent. Then you have NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is fifteen percent of the equation, so it's the next highest part. Okay, this is what I'm talking talking about. So this is how much you move in your day. Okay, this is a much bigger impact on that energy out equation than exercise. Okay, now this is not me saying that you do not do any exercise. Exercise is so important for your health mental, physical and emotional health and well-being, okay, um, strength training, if you're prioritising that, is going to help with metabolism because it is going to help you build more lean muscle mass, so I'm not saying that you do not exercise, but I'm just saying that a lot of people focus on beasting themselves for hours and hours in the gym, rolling about the floor sweating, doing multiple like hit classes, boot camp classes, because they think that's what's going to get them the most results. But all that's really going to happen, or what I've found happens, is it becomes unsustainable. Like you can't sustain like hours, two hours in the gym every day. You can't sustain going to like six, seven, eight boot camp classes a week 
um, or you can for a couple of weeks or for however long the diet is going to last for, but then once it finishes, you go back to how you were before, okay? But if you're focusing more on how much you're moving in a day, um, increasing that step target, thinking about sitting down, like how much sitting down do you do? Like what is your jo- what is involved in your job? Like how can you move more in your day? Can you park car- further away in car parks? Um, can you pay some work calls? Can you potter about the house more? Like focusing on this has a much bigger impact because it's like 15% of that equation. Um, it has a much bigger impact on fat loss than exercise alone, okay? And sometimes that can be a very empowering and motivating thing to realise, a um, bit of knowledge to have because you're like, you could be sitting thinking like, I absolutely hate going to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. Um, and to be honest, you don't, like from, from a fat loss point of view, like the biggest bang for buck is going to be how much you're moving in a day, okay? Um, the last 15% of that equation is made up of the thermic effect of feeding. So this is 10%. And this is um, why I get people to focus on protein or why this is why I would focus on protein as well because protein um, actually uses up a little bit more calories in the digestive process than carbs and fat. Um, so if you're increasing more, like increasing the protein intake in your diet, that is going to increase um, like the thermic effect of feeding. Okay, so um, that is like so again, that's like ten percent of the equation. The last five percent is actually your exercise. Okay, so how much you're moving in a day, your step target is three times more um, impactful to fat loss than energy um then energy then exercise but like i say like we do still want to have it we still want we still want to have exercise in there um but it just doesn't have to be every day two or three times a week um is is enough to get you the results that you want okay um because i know for myself like i focused far too much on exercise at start so at the very start of my journey my fat loss journey um, it was all about the gym. So all about all about beasting myself in the gym, um, like training five six times a week, uh, and I wasn't even thinking about steps. wasn't even thinking about like that target or anything like that. It was probably hitting like four or five thousand steps a day, like because I wasn't that wasn't a focus. The minute I started to focus on steps, started to focus on how much I was moving throughout my day, um, like just making getting very intentional with a lunchtime walk at work. Like before I had kids, it would be like a morning walk um, or an evening walk just doing more about the house, pottering about the house and things like that, like that actually had the biggest impact. And when I got into the habit of doing it, it's not that it's not that hard to do within your day if you get quite intentional with it and make some like little tweaks. I've got a few clients who have who work from home who have invested in walking pads. Um I've got a few clients who now love their like love their daily walk. They put podcasts in um, they listen to like motivational stuff there, audiobooks, etc. Like it's now an integral part of their life. Um, but it is what I would it was where I would focus on um if I was going to start like thinking about losing body fat. Next thing is I would prioritize strength training over cardio. Okay. So apologies to any cardio bunnies bunnies out there, but get off the treadmill, go off the stairmaster and get a gorgeous barbell in your hands, okay? Building muscle is so fucking good for your health. Like, it's going to keep you younger. It's going to improve the tone of your skin. It's going to improve bone health. It's going to increase your metabolism. It's going to tone, shape and sculpt your body. It's going to change your body composition, okay? I would really get... I would be doing at least two strength sessions a week. Now, you don't have to, like, 
like if you enjoy cardio, um, that you don't have to cut this out, all right. But strength training, especially as we get older, um, and our hormones start to drop, estrogen starts to drop if we are getting into like the perimenopause, menopausal um point of our life. We want to be prioritizing um, strength training because we are going to be building muscle. Okay, we are going to be improving our bone health. Um, and it is so important for later life. We want to be functional, um, or be thinking about like functional fitness. We want to be thinking about things that are going to make day to day life easier, and being stronger, having like more lean muscle mass it is going to help. And a lot of the times as well, like when we're thinking about dropping body fat, like if we are just really focusing on, um like the cardio side of things, the calories, what often happens is people just become a smaller version of themselves. Um, and the, the actual tone, shape and body comp- their body composition doesn't change. What you what needs to happen for this to change is for you to resistance change, resistance train. So that doesn't necessarily mean doing it with weights, especially if you're very new to this. You can do a lot of stuff with body weight that's going to get you great results. But eventually, like moving on to like getting some dumbbells, getting getting to the investing in a gym membership, like progress, like getting a, a program that is going to progressively overload your muscles so that you are building muscle consistently over time. Um, that's going to change your body shape, and that's what people want. They want to feel toned. They want to like have nice shoulders, nice arms. They want to have a nice peachy butt, like. That's what they want. And the only way to do that is to resistance change. That's why I would prioritise my strength training over cardio. Um, Number seven, I would find a positive and productive way of managing my emotions. Okay, so you might think that's not related to fat loss in the slightest. Um, But in my five five years of coaching and also in my journey, what I've found is that mindset, the deep work with your relationship with food, And how you manage negative emotions like stress, boredom, overwhelm, anxiety, like how you manage these without turning to food, um, is so, so, so impactful, all right? And it's why my coaching over the past couple of years has has changed dramatically, and we really have such a big emphasis on mindset. Um, on unpacking a lot of things related to this, so limiting beliefs, unlearning a lot of like diet culture bullshit, um, diet culture messaging, diet culture rules, slimming world, Weight Watchers, the scale obsession. Um, it is this stuff that it, I'm going to go out in a, in a limb here, but it's this stuff that has the biggest impact, but it also takes a lot of challenging, deep work which leads me on to my last and most important point okay number eight I'd get I'd get help from a coach now I am a coach and I have a coach okay I cannot emphasize enough how having some support how having some reassurance and accountability will help you on your journey especially at the start okay it can be the difference between you getting results and not maintaining results and building new habits creating a lifestyle you love feeling fucking fabulous and learning exactly what works for you and building that knowledge base so that you don't feel inclined to do any more fad diets.
so these, the things that I've just spoken about here, like these are the things that I help you with on Project Your Best Self. Okay, so I provide the tools, the education and knowledge that you need not to not only get incredible results, but actually you learn how to maintain them, okay, so that you are empowered in your own journey, all right? And I just think that is such a fucking great feeling to have, okay? So I have got a little couple of snippets of what previous or like um, current clients have said about um, their time on Project Your Best Self. So if you're ready to start your journey, like um, somebody said, do it. You won't, find, you won't find a better advocate for your journey than Heather. She will be there to help you no matter what you struggle with. Um, and if she can't help, she will help you find someone that can. Um, however, you need to be in the place to want it yourself. Heather will 100% be there for you, but you've got to be ready to be honest with yourself and challenge your beliefs. With that, you will f- um, get to feel so empowered and can che- achieve whatever, your, whatever goals you set. And I love this because, yes... Um, like I will be here to support, reassure, keep you accountable, but you do have to want it um, for yourself. But I think that's the thing about like challenging beliefs, challenging limiting beliefs, challenging like diet culture messaging that you've maybe believed in the past and you've worked on or that you've um, followed in the past, like moving past that, moving past scale obsessions, like it does take time. Um, but it's why there is a huge emphasis on mindset. Um, within the community and we have a like a mindset coach coming in once a month and um, doing webinars for the group which are all in the vault but you should get access to as well um, somebody else said go for it Heather's one of the nicest people I've ever met and um, she can put a positive spin on any challenge or obstacle and um, she's direct but supportive never punishes or scolds she's a genuine person for helping um, people reach their goals. Uh, somebody else said, yes, join tomorrow. It has changed my life in the small amount of weeks I've been on it. I can't wait to con- um, to see how I continue um, to improve myself. And somebody else said, do it now. Um, don't even think about Slimming World or Weight Watchers. This is a lifestyle, not a crash diet. Um, and the positive mindset of Heather is the best. Okay, so you can see people who have came from like a Slimming World, Weight Watchers, fad diet past um, and are now like living their best life on Project Your Best Self. Um, here are some wins that people have experienced since joining the group. So, so much more than I'd really signed up for. I signed up to help me with weight loss and return to strength training following an injury, but now I've found um, that a mindset shift that has helped me achieve both fat loss and strength gain has also helped me in so many other ways around about my mental health and my relationship with, um, with work. I've lost fat, I've gained strength, I've overcame traumatic injury, I've not had too much of a bigger meltdown when I've had a subsequent injury. Um, I've got I've got back to active adventures, including hiking, mountain biking, kayaking, stand-up paddleboarding, jumping my horses. Um, I felt confident and happy on holidays. I've challenged myself as to what I want professionally and not been scared to challenge what I want from my work. I've set myself exciting goals for the future in health, fitness, hobby, well-being and work. And I know with the right mindset and support, I can achieve these. Amazing, like how incredible. Uh, and it is down to mindset, okay? And it's why I'm just like, mindset is everything, guys. Like, and it's why I will try and break down limiting beliefs, get you to focus on positives, get you to focus on small wins, like, get you to move away from the scales. Because it, not only is it going to help in your fat loss journey or your health and fitness journey, it will actually help in every area of your life, 
you will build up confidence and you will start to think, start to really question yourself as a person. I know that sounds quite deep and quite maybe a little bit scary right now, but you'll question yourself as a person. You will probably start to take more risks professionally. You will start to go for more opportunities um, in all areas of your life like this person has experienced. Um, Somebody else said, I've continually made better choices when it comes to food. I've lost eight kilos and my clothes are looser. I've learned I need to word things differently when it comes to food and how I think and feel about food. Okay, so we have a huge emphasis on your relationship with food, food language, um, keeping like everything on, like everything is on the table, unconditional permission to eat, all of these things which are going to help you have a more positive um, relationship with food um, that is going to help again like moving forward so if you are potentially um, inclined to a little bit emotional eating like a lot of people are we work really hard or really closely on that too um somebody else said i've got into weights and strength training again something i hadn't done in years i've started running again managed to complete a 10k and even signed up for a half marathon in may <gasps> love it here are some things that are some obstacles or struggles that people have overcame during their time on Project Your Best Self. So, first one, the scales. This is something that I was controlled by every week. Not eating all day, wearing my lightest clothes, not exercising day the day or the day before I weigh in, washing my hair the day off so that it was cleaner, um, because obviously that meant lighter. Um, this is something that, that I now know controlled me, and it was a massive obstacle I had to get over. Now I see progress, yes, in the scales, but also in my clothes, progress pictures, and improvements in my training. Also training family members not to phone me at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday to see if I'd lost weight. Um, I've had to educate them, as, but Project Your Best Self has given me the tools to do that. So moving away from a lot of toxic diet culture messaging, um, like moving away from the scales being the be all and end all of progress, moving away from a lot of toxic habits and mindsets that she's had. Um, I love it. Next one, biggest obstacle was my own mindset of believing I'm never going to stick to anything long enough to see any real change or having an all or nothing approach. Project Your Best Self has taught me that making small daily changes and being consistent with them will help me reach my goals. I've also found that individual feedback has been really beneficial as well. So, Again, we work on mindset loads, okay? We work on building up your confidence. Um, we work on that all or nothing mindset that holds so many of us back. We really do work a lot on that. You get individual feedback and project your best self as well. So there's um, six check-ins, a weekly check-in and you get individual feedback on that, okay? So I really do hold you accountable. I get you to do a lot of like, um, like work on limiting beliefs, a lot of work on like moving away from all or nothing, moving away from that perfectionism, focusing on consistency, getting you to see the wins, even though you might not see them yourself. Um, like That is all included. And the last obstacle is the many nights out slash hormonal mood swings. Trying to plan around them and take the pressure off a little bit and achieve what I can. Being a bit more compassionate to myself when I feel emotional due to hormones, listening to the podcast and group WhatsApp have really helped me realise that I'm not the only one with struggles. And again, like if we're thinking about like the group, like so yes, you get individual support from me, but you also get the support of the group. And I cannot emphasise enough how amazing like the groups have have been um you're in a, a dedicated group with everyone else that starts at the same time so you're all at the same stage in your journey and um, people share recipes people share struggles people share wins people like are really supportive of each other and when you start to see people like showing up 
for themselves, sharing tips, like sharing their meal plans for the week, sharing different things. It really does motivate you to want to show up and be better in yourself. Like it is so empowering. If you surround yourself with the right people, like the sky is the limit. Um, so that is like, like you know, I, I love Project Your Best Self. <laughs> I do. I do. I think it's incredible. I think it's one of the most well-rounded and um, more like inclusive programs out there that is not just about like your physical health and fitness it is also like physical mental emotional um and it it is if you put the work in and you're ready to commit to it you will get incredible results okay if you're interested i only have four spaces left in um, the group that starts on monday which is the 22nd i'm going to leave the website link in the show notes and i'm going to leave the link if you do want to sign up or if you have any questions, please feel free to drop me a message on Instagram, Heather. Oh my gosh, I can't even remember my Instagram handle, Heather.Moffat.Fitness. And um, yeah, we can have a little chat and see if it is the right thing for you. Or if you're listening thinking, I know a person that, that needs this in their life, maybe just share the link. But if you're interested, like, please get in touch, okay? Every group that I've had, has sold out okay so there are only four spaces left so please if you're interested get in touch sooner rather than later and but i hope you enjoyed this episode and i will speak to you all in the next episode thank you so much for listening to this week's episode i really appreciate your time and attention if you enjoyed this episode then i would be so 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 grateful if you shared it with just one person and that's going to help me help as many women as possible and if you're interested in how i can help you um, then please get in touch you can find me on instagram at heather.moffat.fitness or i'll leave a link to my whatsapp below